Hey everybody, welcome to The Trenches, I'm Sam Mays. Today we've got a very special guest, former Oklahoma State greats and my friend, Ivan McFarland. Now before we get to Ivan, I've got some very special people to thank. Lock Supply, Euros Health, MidFirst Bank, Oklahoma Ford Dealers, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, FireLakeJobs.com. Remember, Euros Health is dedicated to helping the men and women of Oklahoma live healthier, more fulfilled lives. They provide hormone replacement treatment, peptide, HGH, and sexual health treatment for both men and women. They also provide nutritional, hydration, and weight loss treatment plans for both men and women. With over 30 years of experience, Euros Health can help you take back control of your health. Check them out at www.euroshealthok.com. That's www.euroshealthok.com, or just drop by and see them. Also, Ford, drive into your best Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. Today, putting his hand in the dirt for the very first time is Mr. Ivan McFarland, former Oklahoma State great basketball player. Ivan, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing well. I uh, got a pretty big chuckle out of the name of the show. I named it after the line of scrimmage in the game of football uh, and having you on today because I will remember that faithful day as I walked through the gym and Coach Eddie Sutton had you and your teammates dressed in in almost full pads after uh, a night where you didn't perform well, uh, you know, cleaning up the glass and he was going to teach you how to be physical. Do you remember that day? Yeah, I remember that day clearly. We're playing against BYU and um, man, it was a tough game. Obviously playing in Utah on the altitude was very tough for us as well, but um a young man named Rafael Arugio kind of out-rebounded us, the whole team, actually. And uh, Coach Sutton didn't like that. And by the time we got, got back to Stillwater, he was like, you better be ready because it's going to be shoulder pads and helmets. And everybody, you know, including myself, we were like, eh, whatever, no big deal. And next day, got to got to the uh, Gallagher-Iber Arena and, you know, guys were going in and they said, did you get your shoulder pads and helmets? I was like, No. So you might want to go in there. <laughs> got your name on it, got your number, got your shoulder pad size. Yeah, we're about to get to work today. And and that was the, the probably two worst days of me being there for uh basketball. Um doing those drills. It was it was it was torture. I I think that when I think back to Eddie Sutton, the thing that I appreciate about him the most was he really did. If you were in the athletic department as a student athlete, that's man or woman, no matter what the sport is, mm-hmm. Eddie probably knew your name, right? And mm-hmm. so I go bebopping my way through the uh, the gym that day, headed over to the academic center, and he yells, Maze, go get your pads. And I was like, oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I go running back to the locker room and to get my shoulder pads and helmets. And Les Miles sees me as I got right back into that foyer area area where that big statue of Pistol Pete is. And he goes, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Coach, I told me to get my helmet and pads. He said, take your butt back down to the locker room and put oh. your pads down. <laughs> oh, man. It, 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 yeah, he, you, you, you would have loved that day. Cause I think, like you said, Coach Sutton, he, 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 loved, he loved players of all sports. Um. Yeah. He he really loved the football team, and I think he he like if he would have called you in, um, like we had a drill like a charging drill. Uh, you 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 would have loved that drill. All you would took all your frustration on everybody, and and 
Oh, man. I, I, I could just see your face when there's certain people that he wants you to take a charge on, and, and you would have loved it that day. Yeah, I was I was pretty fired up. I think what Les was thinking is Coach Sutton really wasn't fully prepared uh, for what I was going to bring to the table, oh, <laughs> and he was yeah, probably yeah. asking for a little a little more than what he wanted his uh, players to go through. But yeah, uh, yeah, that was a great day, very very fun. You know, I think when I look back at that time, Ivan, um, you know, Oklahoma State athletics in general, you know, the football team was doing great things, but the mm-hmm. basketball team was one of the featured programs in the country. And you know, so when I think about Oklahoma State in general, I, I think of my recruiting trip. I had the opportunity to sit down and watch the Cowboys take on Kansas, you know, mm-hmm. 13,000 strong in a brand new uh, renovated gallagher Arena. The memories of that program, the memories of the fans, the memories of the intensity, the defense, just the, you know, just the fight. I mean, you showed up to Stillwater and you were in it for, four, it was going to be two, 40 minutes of just fire. And yeah. I just loved every second of it. Yeah, and and I, I think that I like to say on 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 your on my visit, um, one of the key things was the football game. I think that you know just seeing how football the football guys and the basketball guys and the track guys and and it doesn't matter which sport it was, they all came together. Like we we supported the sport. Like if it was a football game, like everybody's there. If it's a basketball game, the guys are there, and um, that was one key thing about my visit that I loved the most. And, and obviously, we had the new weight room coming in, the new Gallagher Arena. Um, you know, you obviously can't can't forget Miss Middlebrook with uh, with the study hall and and what what her philosophy was to get everybody on track with their grades. And um, you know, that was the stuff that you know when I went to other places that you just wasn't really getting. And um, yeah. I, I like I said, and I loved it there. I know I get a lot of flack because I didn't go to a, co- a, a college school in Texas, but I just think that you know, like I said, Oklahoma State. When I got there, it just felt it was just a different vibe. It felt it felt good for me um, on my visit and being there. So um, it, it was great for me to be there and just see how everybody of you know all races and and, and uh, ethnicities just get together and, and just be one no matter what sport or what event it was. So it was, it was just great to have, be in that environment. You know, I, I sat down to for this conversation today and I'm kind of shaking my head because, you know, it's been 20 years, Ivan, since 2004 yeah. as uh, your team uh, made up of some of the best players in Oklahoma State's basketball history. Uh, went to the final four, you know, mm-hmm. and OSU fans still just absolutely love that team. We still talk about that team. How does that season, you know, what is, what, what about that season? Do you feel like just made it all come together at the end of the day? Right. It just seemed like even with a bunch of transfers, right. Yeah. I mean, you had a ton of John Lucas, Tony Allen, Daniel Bobbick, the Graham twins. I mean, yeah. this was a team that didn't necessarily know each other well, but it just seemed like in 2004, all that chemistry, like you guys just seemed like literal brothers that were playing <laughs> basketball together. Well, it, I, you know, before we got the team formed, I think, I, I think to me it was prob it was the guys before, um, you know, the Mo Bakers, the Victor Williams, um, you know, Andre Williams, um, the Fred Johnson, all, all those guys, um, they created a format of how Oklahoma State basketball is supposed to be. Like, no matter what, we're brothers. We're going to be together. 
we're going to fight, you know, through the good times, through the bad times. And I think when we were looking at guys coming in uh, to fit that mold, uh, I thought that, I thought that uh, the Twins really f fit that mode to begin with. Um, obviously, being at Central Florida, um, you know, obviously they had, you know, good careers there, but things just didn't really uh, pan out the way they wanted. Um, obviously, getting John Lucas was a, a, a big steal uh, for our team because at that time we was really looking for that point guard, um, someone who can run the team but at the same time score. Uh, and, and then obviously having Tony Allen. I mean, you know, probably to me, um, if not one of the top five best players in in uh, Oklahoma State history. I mean, he, the guy. I mean, he can do it at both ends. Um, was a key factor on that team uh, for us. And you know, obviously, you know, Joy Joy came into his his own mode and what type of player he could be and. Um, you know, I've been knowing John for a long time and I knew what type of player John was uh, playing at Baylor. And, you know, it just it just fit. I just think the, the, the main thing and, and, you know, being on a football team is is everybody go click together. Uh, right. You know, if, if if you're the top dog on the team, are you going to be able to play with the other dogs and, and and be able to be on the same page when things, you know, may not be going the way that you like it, you know, and I think that we really uh, got together early on that um, as a team. Um, and we, I mean, we were hungry. Like, you know, we, we were tired of, we were tired of hearing about Kansas being number one. We we're tired of hearing about these other schools better than us. And, we just, we just took it personal that year and, and, um, we just crossed people's names out, you know, one by one. And, um, that's, you know, and then that's to me how me personally, I think that's how we became one of the best teams in Oklahoma state history. Was there a moment that season that sticks out to you the most, you know, that, that really maybe you got on the bus after the game or went back to the locker room after the game and thought, Holy crap we're good, right? Like, we're real good. We got an opportunity here. Um, I think after the, I think after the loss, like, I mean, obviously we lost to BYU, but I think after the loss to, uh, we had lost to Texas Tech. I think that's the first game of our conference we lost. And, you know, Texas Tech, you know, they, they got us. Um, we just wasn't on our game and, uh, we, we came back home and, and, and we just had a talk and we're just like, guys, we're too good to be playing like that. Uh, we're mm -hmm. way better than that. Like we have, we have the pieces. Like most teams don't have the pieces. We have the pieces. We have a point guard. We have a shooting guard. We have a, a, a small forward that can play at both ends. We got a power forward that's probably one of the strongest guys I've ever seen. We have a, you know, an undersized center that, you know, that knows to do every little thing to win. Like we And we have a bench that's going to support us at all times. And when they get in, they're going to fit in. You know, after having that talk, um, after that game, we knew, like, we're going to get all the way there. And, um, you know, we after that game, we just started – 
you know, we just started, we got on the high horse and started winning games. And um, like I said, we just started taking teams by names and, and even the top names, you know, obviously when Kansas came in and, you know, we beat them at the house very bad. You know, I, I think that was another point, another point for us to let, letting us know that, hey, if we can beat them like this, like we can beat anybody. So um, I think those are the two key points for us that year. Let's fast forward to the uh, the final four run or the St. Joe's game mm-hmm. first. So many people remember um, that John Lucas shot, right? That the game yeah. winner against St. Joe's and you guys to the final four. You were on the court uh, then. What about that final sequence do you remember the most? I remember Joy losing the ball. Like I, I, I was freaking out, man. I was, I, I saw that. I went, because <laughs> we had, we, we had the right game plan. And uh, when he, he lost that ball, and he, he ended up grabbing it and giving it to John. And um, I remember that part vividly. And then I remember I was under the, I was under the rim, so I saw the ball go through the net. And it's, it's kind of like that, that feeling. And, you know, you think the game is over. Oh, the game is over. He hit the shot, and right. we're like, "Oh, it's still six seconds left. We gotta get back and play defense." And um, just the shot—I mean, probably one of the biggest shots in, in John and John's history of of shots. I mean, I'm seeing I've seen him make shots like that in high school, but that was just very big. And um, a lot of people do forget about. Um, Daniel Bobby's defense at the end. I mean, you just you couldn't play a perfect defense on um on Jameer Nelson like that. I mean, just to get a hand up and you know get a little piece of the ball and and, and you know the rest is history. But I can definitely say my my heart was racing a lot that game because um, it, it it can only go two ways: either he makes the shot or he doesn't make the shot, and it just so happened that. It happened that way, and he made that shot, and um, you know the rest is history to that. So uh, on my end, um, I mean, you you know me pretty well, so yeah. you can only imagine how many beers in I was uh, as that game was being played. I forget what bar I was in, but when that shot went through, the amount of beer and drink that just flew into the air, the party that ensued in Stillwater that night, yeah, one of the all time greats. Like I've got to think that that party is probably number one for me. Number two would be the year that we beat OU down in oh yeah in uh, in in Norman, and that like was... y'all had just played a non-conference game. You remember this? Yeah, hey, y'all that, just played a non-conference ooh, game. We came, yes. It's, it, it, that and party it just, was epic, yeah, and it just switched like that. I don't think people understand when Rashad caught that touchdown in that corner, man. <laughs> We we had just finished the game and yes. and and we saw that on the on the uh, big screen. We I don't, I don't think people like I just don't think that uh, that other teams understand that moment. Like yeah. it's like like you said, we went to a final four. Everybody's happy. Like it's a big moment. Yeah, it's the same when you got, when, when football guys. When they do a big moment, that game, I'm like, holy crap, like, this is crazy, you know, because they've been talking about, I mean, and and to make it feel so much better, you know, their season was going great, 
and for us to come in and shatter it. Like it just made it feel so <laughs> right, so good. Like it just felt so good. It was so, great. So it it yeah. was like you know we we have moments and you know like I said it goes that's that's what I love about being there. It's it, it doesn't matter which sport. If, right. If it's a big moment and you guys win. Like it just makes like we make like we made the school feel better every day when we win. That's how I took it. Like when you when we yeah, win games absolutely. when we win games, football, basketball, tennis, girls basketball, it didn't matter what sport. We made the school feel better because that was something for them to talk about in school. And like that was that was our goal. Like to I mean I know we're supposed to win game, but that was the goal to make our fellow students that we see every day happy because they took their time to come see us play so that's how that's how we took yeah. it so yeah it was an epic time at oklahoma state yeah. back then and i love what you said because you know people don't realize once you go into a you know when you're a freshman and you show up to a program and you show up to a program no matter what your age is yeah. like you're you're part of the athletic department right like yes. it's all of us together and so we felt you know, when I'm watching that ball go through and like everybody just jumps up in the air, you know, you get that same kind of legitimate rush, like that yeah. adrenaline rush go. I'm not on that court. I wasn't even in the area, but just to know watching y'all, I mean, you and I shared a tutor for like two yeah. years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like you're watching the, watching your boys get out there and get it done. And you just know what kind of moment uh, that is. But then, you know, in that moment, I'm with you when Joey's, I guess Joey's shoe blew out. Right, yeah. he he stumbled. The show, the shoe blows up. Yeah, it was, like everybody's heart just sinks, right? And yeah. then it come. Here comes Lucas. The ball goes up in the air, and it's like, hold your breath. And then instantaneous, mm -hmm. just jubilation, right? People just freaking out. Unbelievable game. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was a great night. I just I just think we just I just think we deserved it as a school. Like everybody been talking about the nineteen ninety five team, and and and. That's a that's a great team. It's gonna always be to me. I know a lot of people talk about the 2004, but it wouldn't be a 2004 without that 95 team, because we need something to aim for. Like that team was something to aim for. They they got there, you know, and and you know they played against a tough team as well, um, in their final four uh, as well. I mean, and, and you know, it's just. A lot of things happened for us that year. We, like I said, we got some really good pieces to the to the puzzle, and um, you know, I just like I me mean, personally. I, know I probably haven't thanked them, but I thank those guys for coming here because they didn't have to come here. They could have went somewhere else because right. they had talent to go somewhere else. But to get a, a Joey Graham, to get a, a a Stevie Graham, you know, to get. You know, obviously you had Tony that Tony could have went anywhere in the in, in in the college basketball, but he chose to come to Oklahoma State and, and then obviously John, he could have went anywhere, but he came here to play play with us. Like those guys really, really helped us out that year and and you know, I know they don't get a lot of thanks for that. So you know, when you when you think of that team, those transfers and then you think, you know, now you're a you're a high school coach. 
Uh, you are shaping the minds of young people of all ages there at, there at Agrim. We'll get into that here in a mm-hmm. minute. But, you know, the transfer portal is such a big conversation in college athletics today. And you were really, you know, part of a team that benefited tremendously from players being able to transfer. And so when you think of the portal now, I can't imagine that you feel any negativity towards uh, players getting other opportunities, like looking, whether it's looking for greener pastures or, you know, understanding that they aren't going to get playing time at the school that they're at, you know, being able to choose a new home, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes is the best thing for some of these kids. Yeah. And, you know, obviously when it first came, we, everybody had their, their doubts about the transfer portal, but again, you know, sometimes things don't work out. Um, I think most kids, most kids in college, they do it for the right reason, you know, to go somewhere, obviously have a better chance. Um, some of them probably look at it in, in a different way in terms of, hey, I got to get back home and be with my family. Um, so there's a lot of reasons behind it. Um, I, I'm, I'm grateful for it because, again, we were able to get some key pieces for our team uh, at the same time. I think it do. I think it does hurt some colleges though at, at some point, just because um, all the money that you know, obviously all the money that they put in to schools and everything like that. And I understand that. And you know, there was a time that we didn't think about that as much. But I think once we left school and and now they're putting Sam Mays on a video game or Ivy McFarlane on the video game, and you're like, all these little kids, they're playing with uh, playing with you or they're playing with me, even though they may not have the name on there, but everybody right. knows the number and they right. know the team. So um, I think at some point it did change. Um, me personally, um, did I care about it a little bit? A little bit, but I was, I was, I was thankful for somebody to pay for my schooling. I was thankful for someone to be able to tell my parents, you don't got to worry about tuition. Like we'll take care of that or my studying or, or my food and stuff like that. Like that. Right. I, that's how I thought about it. Now, obviously it's got, got a little bit crazy, but I understand from a player standpoint too. Like if I put all my time, energy, blood, sweat, and tears and, Everybody's seeing my face on the commercial on CBS or ESPN, and I'm not getting nothing for it. Like, yes, I'm, I'm going to voice my my opinion, my voice, my you know frustration about it, and I think that's what it kind of got to right now with this portal. But um, it was good when it first came out because, like I said, we were able to get some good guys, very good guys, very yeah. good people. So tell us what you're up to these days. You are in your head coach there in Agra? Yes. So this is okay. my first year here. Obviously, I was at Ponca for for, for five years, and um, I was able to uh, see the, uh, the high school standpoint, which is totally different from college. Obviously, in college, there's some things that you can do uh, when it comes to players compared to high school. Um in high school, you know, and obviously in, in college, you had to deal with parents and 
Um, if if a player had a problem about not getting no playing time, you know, in college it was simple. Like either you're going to play behind this guy, or if you don't want to play, you can go somewhere else and play somewhere else. And it was and it was that simple. Um, high school is a little bit different. Obviously, uh, you have to deal with parents, which is fine because I understand at the end of the day they're trying to be there for their for their child. And I have I have four kids as well, and I have one that's in eighth grade, and um, I try to talk to him the same way about that. But um, I also tell him I can't go in there and and voice my um, my anger if you're not doing your end of the bargain. Um, you have to go right. out there and and give a hundred percent and work hard and play every time, and if you're not doing that. And if the kids in front of you playing, I can't argue that. Like, you got to give me some, you have to give me some evidence or give me something that I can fight for you on because I'm not going to go in there and fight. I've seen it happen before. I've seen it happen before. Parents come in, argue, and, you know, their child is not better than the guy in front of them. And then their minutes go away. So um, dealing with that. I love high school coaching. I think that um, it gives me a chance to fully get one-on-one with kids, uh, which I mm-hmm. love at Oklahoma State. That's what I got with uh, my my coaches and my trainers, and um, and then also just just let them understand about real life. Um, I think these kids they want to be a basketball player. They want to be a football player, and it's great. But you also got you also got to show them that the percentages, like hey, the percentage again being an NBA player is like two percent, three percent. Right. And you got to work, <laughs> right. and you you right. and and you got to have something that uh, that player does not have. Like, yes, you can rebound, but you have to be an elite rebound. That means you have to get everything. You uh, if you're just a defensive player. You have to be an elite defensive player. You have to be able to shut down anybody from one to five. So, like, it's it's something that you have to do that's going to kind of distance yourself from everybody. Um, and we try to teach these kids that, and, and they they want to watch YouTube videos, and they want to be the next Steph Curry or Kevin Durant, and I just tell them like, quit embarrassing those guys. Like those guys put in the work, like they right. work. Okay, like you can't say you're the next Kevin Durant if you're not in the gym five times a week. Like don't don't do that to those players. So, um, just real life stuff. Um, teaching them, you know, once they leave, uh, you go be a man. Like you got to be a man when you leave this place. Like you can you, you you're not gonna be playing basketball forever. Um, you got to find something you're good at. Um, be respectful to the women. Um, or, you know, around. Um, just those things that I've been taught at college. You know, those things that I've that I've learned from not only my own teammates but from other teammates. You know, other players that has been successful and they come back and talk to those guys about, Hey, this is how it is. This is how it is. I played basketball two years. I got hurt. Now I'm working here. 
I'm working there. I got to figure out how to make ends meet. This is real life. Like, and, and right. just those things, teaching them those things uh, in life. But it has been great. I love it. You know, it keeps me healthy as well. So I'm good. Ivan, those boys are lucky to have you there in Agra. It was so good to see your face and talk to you today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. I appreciate it.